Hey everybody, this is Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor. Doing a, uh, I guess it's a drive home podcast. I kind of just sitting in a parking lot, chilling out a little bit, kind of what do you call it, decompressing after a long, very busy day at work. Uh, and I wanted to uh, talk about bringing the element of the supernatural into your RPG. Not an easy task uh, because a lot of the supernatural elements such as ghosts or wraiths or you know just the boogeymen and spookymen are all quantified and statted out so the mystery and and the the spookiness of them is basically stripped away now we know you know this boogeyman has this many hit points in this armor class this one has this ability so the mystery of it is completely gone it is it is tough to Spook the spook the player characters. It's not an easy thing to do, and depending on your party, you may not be able to achieve it. You really do have to have a party that's going to buy into this kind of game. Now, I'm not talking about the Cthulhu Cthulhu games because that I think that that game's more about you know imminent death. It's not so much about the supernatural. It's more like, and I don't even know. If, Cthulhu and all his minions would be considered extraterrestrials or ultra-terrestrials because I don't know if they come from Earth or not, but they've been here for a long time, so I guess, you know, how long does your address have to be on Earth before you become an ultra-terrestrial? I don't know. But what about those simple, like, haunted mansion games? Um, one of the best... Uh, Adventures of all time, I think, was the fun adventures, Secrets of the Salt Marsh. And then uh, Goodman Games came uh, out with their version of it. And and then there was two others in the series and everything. But I'm kind of focusing on the first one. It was just a fun because you had the spooky mansion. And was it really... Um, Haunted, no, there was, you know, there was a reason for it, but it was just cool on how they presented it, and it was just fun to be able to play that up. Now, one of the things I like to do on um, my little pleasures that I like to watch and everything, I love ghost hunting shows. I watch a whole bunch. Uh, ghost Adventures was the the one that got me in there with their, their crew, and then and I started branching out and now I watch uh, Kindred Spirits and Paranormal Lockdown and uh, Portals to Hell and gosh there's so many I can't can't name them all Destination Fear and 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 that pretty much if there's there's a, a show about it I'll probably at least give it a shot and uh, check it out um, and then you have the ones like the Dead Files, where they're doing like these investigations on, on, on like these ghosts and supernatural things, and it's just I don't know. I, I I'm a junkie for that stuff. I love that stuff, and and, and I'm on the groups on uh, uh, Paranormal Society, the the um, what is it called, the Paranormal Museum. All oh, those guys. Okay. There's, I'm going to do an aside on this one. So, you know, there's some podcasts too, of course. But there's this one couple called Dana and Greg Newkirk. They do Planet Weird. If you ever have a chance of 
getting on YouTube or even on your podcatcher, they have the Paranormal Museum uh, podcast and or Haunted Objects podcast. That's what it's called, Haunted Objects. They are freaking great. They are so funny, but they're very knowledgeable about the topics that they cover and... Um, I think they only have like a half a dozen out right now they they collect different things like they have a plank from the amityville house they spoke about this thing uh dark mirror uh the mothman gotta love the mothman i mean i'm actually wearing a t-shirt with the mothman on it right now um ufo things and i think one of the more amusing ones is they took jeff goldblum out sasquatch hunting Oh my God, that was so funny! So they actually did a did a thing with him, and, and, and like I said, they present their stuff so with knowledge, and it's freaking funny. It's it's a it's a fun show to listen to. Anyways, so the other day, I was just happening, you know, with Zine Quest out there. I haven't gotten into too many zines this year, just because. Uh, um, saving money for a big project so i don't i don't have a lot of spare money so i'm really picking and choosing on what i get and this had already been out from it's from let's see www.ghostwatch.us um from paper cult llc uh, and what they had is they had paranormal zines i'm like what i gotta see this and they had like a year's, like 2022, the whole year for 22 bucks. So I got it and I just picked it up today. And um, I just got, I just got them in there in this, you know, let me see how many zines I got here. One, two, three, four, five. It looks like, so there's six zines. He says, thanks, Tim. Hope you enjoy. From Paul, thank you, Paul. Not that you're listening, but that's cool. I guess it was twenty five forty four with shipping, and you know, so it was. Oh, this, oh, so I get it now. So they charged me twenty twenty two for all the twenty twenty two collection, and then tax, and then shipping. So it ended up being twenty five forty four for six zines. Uh, yeah, do that all day long. Oh, cool! And they sent me some very cool stickers. Ghostwatch Zines and Ghostwatch Hotline. Tell your ghost story. And there's a phone number. Oh, that is fantastic. I love that. All right. That is very cool. And there's a couple old photos here. That's weird. Send me an old photo of some smiling lady and a old photo of I don't know what the it's it's a statue of a guy leading a horse and there's a big fountain. Oh, it doesn't say anything on the back on either one of them. That's what I, I you know I love the paranormal stuff because it's weird, but it also is like it's historical and in the really fun paranormal stuff is grounded in reality. I you know paranormal adventures definitely work better in a modern. Even a, even a, I'd even say like a, a science fiction, um, 
setting. For some reason, fantasy, because I think you're dealing with so much paranormal and just monsters in general, that throwing a ghost or a poltergeist at a party, you know, they're, they're not going to be impressed. They, you know, they just, hey, they just went into a dungeon and, you know, killed a troll and um, some ogres and some weird tentacle thing coming out of a well. Having a poltergeist, like, throwing, you know, I don't know, throwing a, a bowl at them is not really going to check on their radar at all. So, anyways, back to these zines. So, there's six zines here. Um, they did a really nice job of packing these zines. I, I almost had to call an engineering guy to help me open the box. So the first one on there is Paranormal Photography Leg or Paranormal Photography Urban Legends Ghost Watch Photo Zines Volume 11 February 2022 Dead Winter. So it looks like it's like little stories in here with some oh old photos. Oh, keep dropping the zine, damn it. Um Gives credit to it. This is the kind of stuff I've really been digging to kind of break up the uh, fantasy. You know, I, I think I, I don't know how long it's go, but I, I've been toying with the idea of playing more of a modern. Like if I run a new game, my next game might be modern or something. One of the games I really enjoyed back in the day was this game called Extra uh, Ex Exoterrorists. I uh, can't remember. I think Ken Height wrote it. Um, I can't remember who published it now. I want to say Chaosium, but I don't. I'm not sure if that's right or not. Or no, it was Pellegrine Press. That's who it was. Pellegrine Press. They had that, and then they had the Fear itself, and they kind of worked together. They used more of the bubblegum, uh, not bubblegum, gumshoe. They do have bubblegum gumshoe, but not, not that one. But they did, they use the gumshoe system. And it really helped enhance the spookiness and the supernatural and just outright kind of creepiness of, of it and everything. Because you guys are more detectives than uh, warriors. And, you know, you know you're, not, you're not running there with Conan. You're more running in there with... Uh, I guess a Sherlock Holmes or something trying to figure things out. Um, so these kind of magazines are in, in the groups and everything are great inspiration. Now let's let's get you know something straight. Most of the stuff is complete crap. We all know that. You know, um, I am a very skeptical believer. I can I will never say I know everything about everything and anything or whatever. You know. Have I had any experience with like spooky stuff, ghosts or anything? No, I, I not myself. But do I think it's possible? Sure. Why not? Why Why wouldn't it be possible? Um, hell if I know. Now, when I'm watching now when I'm watching these shows, um, it's kind of interesting the different approaches and the technology that they use to try to prove this spiritual existence. It's uh, 
and how much that equipment and even even their bodies like they, they you know their hair standing on end cold spots they're feeling cold spots and i do try to work that kind of element that uh sensory um element into my games and and i think it's important to try to you know while you're you know you, somebody's going through a, a hallway and all of a sudden it starts getting cold and and the hairs on your arms are starting to stand up. But you don't really explain it any more than that. You just kind of give that little detail there, and then maybe something strange will happen after that. It's like the door that you that you just passed uh, that was closed is now open a few inches. Nothing dramatic, nothing like, you know, you know knives start getting thrown at you or a big green blobby thing starts spitting at you or whatever just these subtle creepy things that are happening that really don't have any explanation and then having the players have some sort of concrete way to maybe explore the existence or or even if they have to battle evil entities or demons or whatever depending on which show you watch it's kind of interesting how I have to say, one of the more interesting experiments that I saw on one of these shows, I think it was on Kindred Spirits, was they created their own mythology within this house. So they they basically said, I think it was called Zombie Boy or something like that. Um, they put it out in the universe of some... Uh, that, that They wrote up this whole mythology about Zombie Boy was was young when he was a kid and, and or young when he was killed um, and they people have seen him in the barn and in the house and and he's just acquired this name zombie boy and then they came up with a bit background of like who his parents were and they kind of just fed this energy into the house and okay, I don't know how much of this is you know bullshit or you know legit, but it was kind of interesting how it worked though. Is then they had a psychic come in, whether they told him anything or not, I have no idea. But they said that they didn't. He came in there and started doing a psychic reading, and he started picking up readings from a zombie boy, and started naming the parents, or at least getting the first initial of the parents. So they created this whole mythology just by making it up. Nothing existed there, but because they put their energy into it, it sort of came true. Um, one of the other more interesting things is, I'm not sure if people have heard of a Dybbuk box before. It, it became really popular back in 2016. Uh, the guy for Ghost Adventures who... Uh, Zach Baggins, he's like the main main guy for it. He, he's definitely a, a cartoon character. Uh, he's never boring. He's, he's fun to watch and, you know, he's always getting possessed by something. Um, but anyways... Uh, he bought this Dybbuk box online, and it was supposed to be a one-of-a-kind element or artifact. This this Dybbuk box was supposed to be some Jewish artifact from the Holocaust that the Jewish, or like a rabbi, used to trap a demon inside of it. 
And what it kind of looks like is a small wine cabinet and it's sealed shut with wax and it's got, I don't know if it had a lock or a chain or something around it, but it came a really big deal back then. And then, and then, and then it became almost like a, a farce. Now all these Dybbuk boxes are popping up on eBay, but of course the, the original Dybbuk box was sold like, uh, you know, a few times. If you want more details on this, please go to that, that, um, haunted objects podcast and those guys do do such a fantastic job about explaining what it is and and whatnot but here the, the you know the, the after research the dipic box is never there's no such thing dipics it doesn't mean demonic or anything like that it's it's uh means a, a clinging soul usually a, a malevolent soul that clings on to somebody um so it's not demonic it's actually a human person or a human spirit that that's uh um basically kind of sounds like possesses somebody to do something um but they didn't they never existed there's no such thing it can't be found in the folklore or anything like that and the guy who actually created the original dibby box actually admitted it was all all crap he made it up but zach put this artifact this dipic box he, he claims it's the most haunted object in the world and he put it in his um haunted museum he has this massive haunted museum in las vegas that i hope to eventually go out and see one of these days because i would just love it even though i like i said i know most of it's bullshit but i still like i still like uh you know exploring that kind of stuff and getting ideas and just having fun with it so all these people are getting told that this is the most haunted object in the world and, and all this energy from tens if not hundreds of thousands of people going through this museum in Las Vegas through the years and people start reacting from it. Just being around it causes people to have issues and they, they fall down, have panic attacks. You know, there's the bad things happen where people are around it. But this is basically a wine cabinet that somebody just put some interest. I mean, the objects they put in there were pretty, pretty interesting. Um, much more interesting than the one Dana and Greg got, which is freaking hilarious when when you, if you go listen to that one. Um, but it's still having effect, even though it's not a true. It, it's not a dipic box. There's no demon in it. There's no. It wasn't blessed by a rabbi there was it had nothing to do with the holocaust it, you know it, every all this story was complete bullshit but because enough people believed into it believed in it then it became a reality to some folks and that's so that's so interesting and i think that's really cool about the paranormal how maybe our own energies it's almost like a like a Freddy Krueger, you know, you give it energy and it, you know, it can, it has an effect on you. And I think if, if in game, if you can capture some of that and you can, if you have a crowd of people who maybe they think the, the woods are cursed and, or maybe it's just, we'll just say this little grove of woods, maybe it's just, you know, a small grove of woods, but they they've shared these stories i'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll kind of work in like some real life stuff to make it interesting because they have that suicide force in japan 
and maybe, and not a lot of people, let's just say uh, a young boy committed, hung himself in this grove of trees, and ever since then it's been haunted, and like these little spirits or, you know, his spirits haunts it, and people believe it, and even though it never happened, these people have believed in it long enough, it's almost given an energy of his own that bad things or weird things happen in this forest imagine trying to or imagine developing that into a game whether it's modern or even fantasy i guess but you know i i guess the genre whatever you want to use i mean this is i've used this kind of tactic in in fantasy games um but like i said it's it's it has a lesser effect i feel than if you did it with a with a, a, a modern or like a sci-fi game. Because with all the technology of sci-fi, the supernatural is almost like the polar opposite. So I think almost like supernatural and sci-fi is almost like a, 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 a more of a shock to their system because they can't explain it despite all their scientific and, and, um, advances or, uh, and whatnot. Uh, and, and getting really building the mythology of the place and getting a, a nice history. I don't think it has to be that in-depth, um, but it definitely has to have some really interesting details and details that the players can grasp onto. And it has to be like grounded in, in the world, especially with the history. It has to be uh, grounded in something that they know or at least can find out about and then read about. One of my favorite things with the Esoteris game is I was doing that. I was feeding feeding this this mythology of what happened. But then we I had like um, newspaper clippings and I actually made a uh, fake blog and a fake website that if they went on there, they would it would confirm what their stories was, or it would confirm part of it, but it would be different in some small details. Uh, and because the players could engage in that, it really fed into the excitement about this supernatural and this investigation. Because I mean, that's kind of what it's about, you know, that mis- mystery and really feeding into. Because I, I mean, most people who game love puzzles and love mysteries and if you can feed that hunger within them because it doesn't happen a lot in fantasy games it just doesn't it's hard to pull off it's not an easy thing at all and um but if you can do it you're really gonna you're really gonna have some very happy players uh in that so but i think that's it for now guys uh I, I think it, uh, supernatural elements and in, in games. I, I go outside gaming books. There's plenty of paranormal magazines. There's, you know, more magazines and groups on Facebook or whatever groups you're on. Reddit groups, more uh, magazines and TV shows that you can source from. Uh, that, that you're going to have an endless amount of inspiration and 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 uh, history of things that you could really build on uh, to do that. So, yeah, it's fun. It's I you know I hope I hope you found something useful in this. Uh, my unstructured 
podcasts. I know ramble a bit too much, but uh, they kind of work best for me because I, I I'm not uh, a scripted kind of guy. I wish I was. Uh, wish I could do that a little bit more, and, I, and it's probably a matter of practicing and doing it. I would get better at it, but. All right, guys, that's it for me today. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Um, So take care, roll better than me, and we'll talk soon.